the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Nate from uh, Strictly Diesel. Strictly Diesel. I I was looking at at my my next spot, and I'm sitting there going, Mark, why don't you look where you're supposed to look? So, anyway, I'm just saying to myself, well, my next spot is Harker's. i got to do Harker's. And so I'm thinking, nope, Nate's not from Harker's. Anyway, Nate does uh, Chevys, Fords, and Dodges, diesels. Yep. Nate does fuel tanks, so he can take you somewhere between 30 and 50 gallons and replace your stock tank with a factory tank that sits in the same brackets because you're using Titan, right? Titan, yeah. And then you also do the in-bed tanks. And wow, how, how big do those get? Those can get up to 95 gallons if okay. you get the right one, yeah. And so, so. they're going to have a gasoline nozzle and a hose, and the guys that construction and the farmers use that a lot to fill up their equipment. Some have it that way, and some have it to where it ties into your existing tanks. So either way, yeah. And so you can use that 90 gallons. And are you using a pump, or are you gravity feeding into that tank? There's typically a pump. Okay. Yeah, with a module that you see in your dash somewhere that tells you what that level's at versus... What the pump's doing versus what's going on. So, okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And so not only do you work and make them pr- on the performance side, but you do all the maintenance, we'll the brakes, it. the fluids, the oil changes, um, uh, and check engine lights, uh, uh, particulate filter, uh, diagnosis, all that stuff. We do all that stuff, yeah. Okay. Daily, bumper to bumper. Keep, we keep them on the road, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Our, our main bread and butter is taking care of them. Okay. Just bumper to bumper. Yep. Bumper so they, bumper. they come in, you do oil leaks. Yep. Cooling systems, water pumps, radiators, air conditioning, all the stuff that bet. To, to do bumper to bumper. You Let's bet. take care of Dennis real quick, and then we'll talk some more. Dennis, good morning to you. How can we help you? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, quick question. I, I'm looking at buying a Mercedes van, like a 2015. Actually, it would be a motorhome with, with a three-liter turbo diesel motor. And when I go online, I see all kinds of horror stories about this engine. Nate is um, Nate. I want you to bite your tongue. <laughs> I want I want to see blood before you answer the yeah. three liter yeah. Mercedes diesel motorhome uh, class class C or class B. It'd be, it be a class D, and then yeah. just I mean with very low miles there. I'm seeing all these horror stories about this engine. I can't believe Mercedes would let this go on this long. I well, can't believe Mercedes put that little bitty motor in a uh, in a B class motorhome. Is what I can't believe. But go ahead, Nate. The, the internet will drive you crazy, first of all. So take take it as a grain of salt what you do read. That motor does have some inherent issues, for what it's worth. Uh, they are all fixable, but uh, uh, I guess the best thing to do is get history on on service repair on that on that particular one you're looking at and see where you're at with it. And, and I have a slightly different tilt. 
Um, we all know that Mercedes-Benz parts are somewhat proprietary. Oh yeah. I mean, we can get we can get oil filters and fan belts and hoses for it in other markets, but when you start talking about hard parts, then th- that's proprietary. I've had that question asked me about this Class B motorhome before, and I say to them, if you think that your 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 Lexus cost money to service. If you yeah. think your Jaguar costs money to service, it's an issue of access. It's an issue of the motor. It's an issue of where you have to buy your parts. There's, if if you were my brother Dennis, I, I would say to you, you have to be crazy to consider this as something that you're going to trust to go traveling in, um, uh, especially if uh, if your wife hates walking to the nearest garage. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear. Okay. I appreciate it. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. All right. It's not a it's not a rap on diesels. No. Um, uh, there's a guy named Goody up on Shea Boulevard. Uh, Goody's diesel. He does Mercedes Benz only, and he's just a wizard with Mercedes. I was talking to him the other day, and he said, he said, well, "What are you looking for?" And I said, "I don't know. I've never had one, but I don't want to pay a hundred thousand dollars for it." And he goes, "I I run into them sometimes five, six, eight thousand, ten thousand, and they're pretty good." He said, "They got a hundred thousand miles on, but you don't want an 05 because between 05 and 08 they got bad suspensions. But in 1908 or 2008 to 2011 and 12 they're really much better. But then they got air conditioning problems. I mean, he knows chapter and verse for every Mercedes ever made." So after a 10-minute conversation, I said, why don't we just narrow it down? (laughs) What model is really great in a spread of years? And so we had a a great conversation. He's just really a smart guy with Mercedes. That's awesome. But he also says, don't send me any more work. He says, I'm so swamped now without you that he says, I don't need you. He says, but don't send me any more work. And uh, and I says, well, I'll just tell him you're on Chase somewhere. (laughs) And that's it. Hey, Bob, good morning to you. How can we help you? Morning, Mark. Hey, I'd like to ask your guest, what does he think about dual filter uh, remote bypass filtration systems on diesel trucks? Does he think it's a cost benefit, or is it not really worth the trouble? Is right, this right. fuel or de- uh, oil? Oil, yeah. Oil filters. Oil okay. Filters. There are a couple systems out there that do add bypass filtration. Uh, FS2500 is one of them that I'm thinking of. I think that's an excellent system. Um, what kind of vehicle are you looking to put it on? On a Ford. Okay. A Ford diesel. Okay. Um, first and foremost, stick to a very good filter on, on the factory s- side. So use the Ford filter on it. I always recommend the Fords. Um, but the FS system will definitely benefit you, in my mind, uh, for the long haul if you're planning on keeping the vehicle. Um, my only comment is, um, I'm sorry, what was the year again? A new one. We have purchased a brand new, 17. Okay, 17. Do not do extended oil changes. I don't recommend that anymore on, on the new ones. But uh, the FS will help you uh, filter down that oil much farther than, than, than what the uh, factory filter is doing. Now, for what it's worth, the FS system, you can leave that on for 20,000 miles. You don't have to switch that out every 5 or, or 10, whatever you decide to do your oil changes at. But, uh, uh, yeah, there, there's a benefit to them. I see the benefit for sure. Let me ask you a question. Um, 
what are you telling the Ford guys to change their oil at? Five, six, ten? We stick to five thousand. It seems to be the best with these DPF trucks. Okay. Yeah. And are you using the full SIN, the five forty, or the fifteen forty? We give uh, our customers an option. We have a five forty version. We have a fifteen forty full synthetic and semi synthetic. Okay. Uh, it depends on what the customer wants at that point. All right. And and it's funny you bring up the filter issue because I'm involved in this filter issue of, and most automotive filters are twenty to forty microns. Do you know what a micron is? I've never seen one, but you yeah. can't. <laughs> you you yeah. know what? You know what? Well, you know what measures a micron is a particle of cigarette smoke is wow. one micron. Now, let me give you the real um, one micron. You take thirty-nine inches, which is a meter, and you divide it into a million. A million. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. So let me. You take this piece of paper. See this piece of paper right here horizontal now it's it's horizontal in front of you right. i want you to take a razor blade and cut that piece of paper into four different pieces of paper each one of those the thickness of each one of those is 20 microns wow so when you look at the microns 20 to 40 is pretty doggone good yeah. i mean if anything gets by the 20 then you know whatever but when you start talking about the gas variety they're they're going down to 10 and maybe even a little lower, but nobody's going to 5 or 0 because the filter's not going to last that long. And all we're trying to do is just keep the trash that's not going to circulate that's big enough. And so now we have a situation where we have these small pieces that are 19 microns big that are going to get past the filter. So 19 microns is about the thickness of of a piece of paper and a half right. or 19 microns might be a thick hair off your beard so you know you gotta wonder where where do we go my problem is is that when we filter too deep then we shorten up the oil change interval because we got a filter that's stacked a little heavier than normal that's why i like those fts because you have the extra filtration yeah so it, it's a little longer yeah the the 1540 on the synthetic side, I think we're between 8 and 10 on the synthetic side, it, but we insist that they check it every once in a while because they have a bad habit of not doing that. Yeah. Um, on the, on the, ours is not a semi-synthetic, so the 1540 is just a conventional. So it's got a 5 or 6, uh, get ready, we change the oil. So we do the sticker at 5 or 6. Yep. So we're, we're right along the same side as you are. Yep. So... Is he gonna is he gonna have a warranty issue if he changes the filtration on his 2017? To extend the lengths? No, to or... change the filter system. No, he won't have a warranty issue. Not on that. No. Okay. Because no. that's always going to be a, a, an issue. Keep, keeping in mind that it's not take the the particular system we're talking about is taking a small sample of oil that's being driven pressure wise in a in a three eighths line. It's it's not taking straight shot of oil from from the base oil filter you know okay so you're just running a small amount of filter around the stock filter bypassing it yeah. Bi bypassing it yeah so he still has the stock filter in there that makes it easy yep okay yep. and the reason i brought that up is this reason not too long ago a shop told me that the aftermarket warranty he called the aftermarket warranty for a water pump and the guy came out and he says yes the water pump's leaking and it is covered and he says but i need all the maintenance records for the car so the shop gave him the maintenance records. And he goes, well, she didn't have a transmission service done, and she was due for that, so I'm going to have to back out of the warranty. That's the truth. Wow. So the question really becomes, wait a minute. What has the transmission service got to do with the water pump? Well, you know, how, how are that related? Then not too long ago on a Ford truck, this kid had a Ford truck that had a shift problem all of a sudden. 
So he took it in, and they said, no, you've put bigger tires on it. And he goes, well, what's the matter with it? And they go, we don't know, but you got bigger tires. So he, his dad hires an attorney. So then they call me, and I say, look, it, you got to get it fixed first. got to know what it is because it could be him. It could be a him out there romping and stomping his Ford truck. Right. So they take the pan off, and they find some solenoid that's come loose, and the bolt that holds it is in the pan. So they bolt it back up, and the problem is solved. But the attorney's not happy with the pass of the dealership. Right. So now they have negotiations, and evidently he's been made whole. But that, those are the kinds of issues I run into almost every day of my life is, is we're voiding your warranty. Not dealers, but just about anybody who sold something. We're voiding your warranty because of this, this, and this, and there has to be a relationship. Right. It's difficult to say otherwise. Absolutely. 602 Bob, you, you know what? We're going to take Bob real quick. Bob, how you doing? What can we do for you? This was Bob. Thanks, Mark. Okay. All righty. We Thank just you. spoke with Bob Hi. about the... Bob, did that answer your question? Yeah, it did. But he Is said it? 17 Ford and, right. and uh, extra filter. Yeah. All right. You know, I, I didn't write it down, and that's why I went back to Bob. So just w- w- when I, when you know I'm going to make a mistake, you, you just reach over and hit me on the head, okay? Yeah, sure. Should, right. yeah. Thank you very much. 1116, we'll be back right after this. The Seth and Chris Show, where it's principles and politics. Trump seems to have been able to do two things. Dispel the notion that he would be terrible for our Middle East allies and that he was continually angering them, especially with such things as his refugee or travel timeout or ban. And that the Democrats cannot get behind him on this, even though it seems like allies and those in the immiserated countries of the world are getting behind him on this. Weekdays, 3 to 6, right here on AM 960, The Patriot. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Looking for a new home for mom, Sandy found a family. When choosing a place for my mom, it was very important that she would be safe, happy, and close by. And I found the very friendly, warm atmosphere, uh, beautiful surroundings, and everyone, the staff and all of the workers and all of the residents all had smiles on their faces, and it made me feel very good, like it was the right decision. When residents come to us, it's typically because something in their life is challenging them holding on to their independence. So what we try to do is offer amenities that allow them to keep their independence but make their lifestyle a lot easier. Parkwood Retirement Community is located in Surprise, Arizona, near Del Webb Hospital and other local attractions. For more information, call 623-282-3970. 623-282-3970. 
Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. <laughs> the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, the lines are wide open. There's five of them. So if you have a car question, Nate from Strictly Diesel sitting to my right. And uh, Nate works on diesel. So if you have a question about should I buy a Dodge or a Ford or a Chevrolet? We don't have time for that, do we? I know. I know. But but in reality, we can kind of touch base on the good and the bad of all of them. Oh, sure. I'm I'm a real fan of the Duramax. I like the V8. But I think the reason I like the General Motors Duramax, although I don't drive one anymore... Is the Allison transmission? Yeah, I mean that's just a bulletproof transmission. Very nice. And the Dodge hasn't exactly been in the A list for transmissions in their diesels. No. So and and then you got the Ford with the EGR cooler and the oil cooler and the Fickham and all that other stuff. So each one of them has an ugly spot in their history. They all so, do. Yeah. And, and they all do. Yeah. So you just have Definitely. to deal with it. Yep. All right. We're talking about Larry Harker's Auto just last hour. Larry Harker's Auto is a place at 38th Avenue in Indian School. He really does a good job. But Bob, more important than anything else, is a great diagnostician. And you just have to walk in there and you have to open your conversation. If Ellen lets you talk to Bob, he's usually out in the shop working on cars. And you say to Bob, nobody else can fix this. And I'm told that you can't either. And that's kind of like waving the flag in front of the bull. So Bob will fix your car. I sent him a Dodge the other day with two really strange problems. And he fixed both of them. So I was pretty proud of him. And the customer was doggone happy. So no matter where you live, if you want one of the best diagnosticians that this valley has to offer, if it's a gasoline car, then I would probably drive it over to Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Okay, during the break, we were talking about a whole bunch of different stuff. But let's talk about the Ford, the Chevy, and the, uh, and the, uh, gen- the Ford, Chevy, and the Dodge. What do you like about the Chevy, the GM? The Chevys have come a long way. The, the body style is, is gorgeous at this point. The motor is, is amazing. And, and like you say, the Allison, you just can't beat it. So interior-wise, I'm still eh, on the Chevy. That's my personal opinion and only mine, you know. I agree but, with you. Yeah. I agree with you. It Now, the King's Ranch on the Ford is as close 
as I got to buying one. Yeah. That King's Ranch leather interior was the, it was cowboy clear through and through. Right. Until they came out with the Longhorn on the Dodge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. that's why I bought the new Dodge. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Now, that Duramax hasn't always been a beautiful truck. No. Uh, and the motor hasn't always been great. No, definitely not. No, they the, had their issues. Uh, they had head gasket issues early on, early in the on. very early ones. Um, Cylinder, they Cylinder head problems, injector issues. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah. How about the uh, circuit board below the fuse panel where you chase your tails on injectors? Has that happened to you? Oh, yeah. So you you, you look at the codes. Now, this is the Internet issue. And remind me, I'm going back to the Internet because okay. I, got, I got a real burn my saddle about the Internet. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. So the, you put an N6 injector, and then within a day, Seven is bad, or two is bad, or one is bad, or eight is bad. So you go, okay, well, I just messed it. So you put eight in. But anyway, you end up circling your tail, and you put four brand new ones in, and you still got codes. Yeah. You got codes on top of codes that just you just replaced. So you go, what do you do? So it took us two years, and then finally, one of the dealership guys called us and said, we just figured it out. We, not the dealership, but right. the group. Right. He says it's the circuit board below the uh, it's got a crack in the ground circuits of the injectors, and the circuit board below the fuse panel is bad. He says next time you do that, replace it. And I said, well, I'm going to replace it on my truck because I had a 2005. So I did. Injector problems went away. Wow. So it that was kind of bad, but that's not something that continues. But when you look at the King's Ranch on the Ford, the interior of the King's Ranch, and you look at that Longhorn on the Dodge, Chevrolet looks like a '65 VW. <laughs> Pretty much, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so air conditioning on all three? They all have electronic uh, cooling fans now, so depending on what light you're sitting at and how long you are, I think they all have AC issues anymore. They okay. don't stay ice cold like they used to, so. They're not moving through the air. Right. We don't have any air airflow across that stupid condenser in the front. Yeah. Um, that's kind of inherent by the grill design, and that I too, know yeah. mine, there's... There's um, a four thousand bugs that live in my <laughs> my grill, right. so I have to do you know a little bit of work on that. So air conditioning is a wash, right? Oh yeah, it's a wash. Transmission. Let's talk about the transmission. Which one you like the best? Which one you think is the most durable? That's a good question right now, man. Ford has done an excellent job with their trans, even even though I you know some people don't like the electronics mm-hmm. involved with it. Yep. For Ford transes are really hard to beat. Um, the Allison. Obviously, is a good one. Dodge, my Dodge has the IAs in it. Uh, depending on what mood I'm in, I like it or I hate it. So I'm with you. Yeah. Do you know what drives me crazy about it? The son of a gun goes into sixth gear at 35 miles an hour, right. and that drone drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah. But Alan figured out the other day, he had something, and he tried to reprogram mine to take it out until 45 or 55. But okay. he did it on his, but his is a 2008, and it wouldn't work on mine. Hmm. But I drove his, and it was beautiful. Right. So both of us are running, um, I think, 14-inch all the way from the turbocharger. I don't know, but it's big pipe. And it's running over the axle and then just goes straight down. Okay. So it's kind of tucked underneath there, but it's right. it's a 3.5, 4-inch pipe. Yep. But the drone is just crazy. Yeah. Just crazy bad. So the unless you hit your button on the shifter and drop it down to fourth, or unless you push the tow haul button or, or the brake button, you're you're just going to have that drone, and it drives me crazy. Inline six, always inherent drone yeah. with the exhaust system. Yep. So, all right, so I- any other issues? <sighs> tires, brakes? My Dodge, I can't stand how it wears tires, but 
you're dealing with a nine thousand pound truck. It's going to do something, right? Are you so, on the outside edge of both fronts? Yeah. Do you know how many align times I've? Al- I'm happy to hear you say that. You yeah. know how many times I've aligned my truck? You look at toe in and toe out, and then you look at camber, um, and it certainly isn't going to be caster. Right. And I've cross-rotated the tires. I brought them front to back, and there's nothing I can do to get those front tires not to be obviously worn on the outside edge and evenly. Right, right. There's nothing. Now, is yours a dually? No. Okay. Single. See, yours is easy to rotate the tires. Mine involves a bunch more with oh, a yeah. dually because i got to be swapping tires. And so these tires are... 62,000 miles old, and I told Alan the other day, order, order me another. I'm happy with the traction. I'm happy with everything. But I said to him, we're going to do at least two rotations in 65,000 miles if I go that far yeah. because I need to be able to. And the only reason I'm really replacing them is the backs are nice and square, but I'm down to the wear bars. But the outside edge of both fronts, I've never been able to not get them to. And I'm not saying aggressively. Would you agree with me? No, not aggressively, no. It's just obviously. It's obvious, yeah. It's just by sight. You, you look at the tire and it drives you nuts because yeah. why do you have outside tire wear? Exactly. You know, there's no reason for it. So. And the only thing I can think of is is it might have aggressive caster in it. I don't know what the spec is, but if it leans over to the right too far. And you know, you know Fords have that 4 and 5 and 6 degree caster on a lot of their vans. Yep. So when you lay those tires on a hard right turn, it actually lays on the outside edge of the tire. Right. But the key there is 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 even wear. That's the key, yep. right? Yep. So if it's even wear, it's typically not going to be caster. And if it's off, and if it's just one side or the other, it could be that you have a split on caster. So this one's two degrees and this one's four degrees, and you can see that. Right. But any Ford van and a lot of the Ford trucks just have too much caster. But we can explain that. But when I go in and set the caster to the high and the low of the window, I still can't knock that outside wear off. Exactly. Okay, how about anything else? Suspension, shocks? They all uh, ride much better than they used to. That's for okay. darn sure. They've come a long way. There's, there's, you know, you're driving an oversized car now because of how nice they ride. Yeah. Uh, and and how about um, when are you starting to do uh, drag links and uh, idler arms and uh, tie rod ends and center links? Depends on the customer's usage. Okay. If they're in a dirt road all the time, it's maybe 30000 If they're, okay. you know, city traffic, what have you, it may be... 40,000, depending on the potholes they hit. Yeah. It's kind of what kind of road warrior is driving that truck. Exactly. And where is it at? Exactly. Well, I know the guys moved my air pressure to 70 pounds, and I'm I'm not happy. No. It doesn't ride good at at 70 pounds. And I think they were trying to wear the center out of the front tires by overinflating. They didn't go past the the standard rate or, you know, the maximum inflation. Right. But they took me to 70, and I'm not happy. So um, even with my rife riding on the hood, it still is too rough. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And I'm going to say it one more time. And if you don't call in, I'm coming to your house. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. 
It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBD member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy, too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too, do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. Hey, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. It had this phone number on it, and, well, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, and I'd be happy to drop it off. We do anything for kids, yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Today, my new dad and I shot off a rocket in the park. Today, my new son and I failed to shoot off a rocket. The rocket launched into the air. And then crashed into the pond. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day, even if I tried. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour at 11 o'clock. Keith and Larry have taken my word of warning. I'm coming to your house if you don't call in. So you guys just stay right there because I'm going to be with you in about 30 seconds. So I want to talk real quick about Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil is one of the oldest shops on my list and probably one of the oldest shops in Phoenix 
that's under the same management and the same ownership. Admittedly, there's been a family generation change, but Phil's been open at Automatic Transmission Exchange since 1968. He does automatics. He, he knows how to diagnose them. He knows how to fix them. He says he rebuilds probably a third of them because they need rebuilt. But he says you can fix a lot of them by replacing a solenoid or fixing a valve body or doing some other stuff. So he's on. He's at 40th Street in Washington. He's open Saturday from 8 to 12. That way you can stop by on Saturday. If you can duplicate the problem, now's the time to grab one of Phil's guys or Phil and take him with you and show him what's going on. Because that's the most important part of the diagnostic process is figuring out how to make it happen. So don't forget, if anywhere in Phoenix, Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. Let's go grab the calls. Keith, you're first. How can I help you? Hi. Uh... Heard your uh, show for the first time today, sitting here enjoying it. Thank you. Uh, I have a uh, something that's a little unusual. Your uh, other guest there with the diesel trucks probably laugh at this one. I bought a 2016 Dodge one-ton dually, but I wanted a gas engine. I didn't want a diesel. And I tow a 38-foot travel trailer with it, real big. Biggest travel trailer, not a fifth-wheel, tongue trailer. Okay. Biggest travel trailer you can get without going to a, what they call park models or destination trailers. Okay. So it's 9,900 pounds dry, and then you put another 1,015 with what you're hauling and a little water and food and clothes and all that, probably up another 1,500 pounds, pop two passengers in the truck, and we're going on vacation. So we're pulling like 11.5 maybe okay. to, total weight. And the truck's got a 410 rear end. It's a regular cab, single cab. I didn't want to uh, do a extended or crew cab with a full-length bed because my driveway won't hold it. The, the truck would hang off into our sidewalk where I live. Okay, okay. So, I want, so it's a regular cab. Gas right. engine, 6.4. And my question is, when I'm towing with that amount of weight, 16.5 is the tow capacity max, uh... What I've been doing is I'll get put it in tow haul mode, get up to about 55, and then I take it out of tow haul mode because then it'll shift into fifth uh, unless I'm going up a hill, and then I'll leave it in tow haul mode. But I'm wondering, do am I straight over straining or overworking that with that weight it? Normally in tow haul mode, it doesn't want to ever go into fifth, really, very rarely, unless you're going down a hill. It it wants to stay in fourth gear. Okay, all right. What do you uh, think? Am I overworking it, uh, taking it out of tow haul on the highway and uh, slowing the engine down and towing in fifth with that amount of weight? Oh, hang on a minute. Okay, go. Hey, there we are. Hey, knowing uh, the terrain that Arizona holds, um, I would say leave it in tow haul mode. Depending on the situation, the only place that I could see you taking it out would be from here to uh, Yuma, per se. Yeah. Or or possibly well, even, you know, Flagstaff East of New Mexico where it's nice and flat. But uh, letting that motor breathe and, and, and keeping it in fourth, I think, is the best option, especially to save the trains for the long run. So. And, and, and the tow haul mode raises the pressure and elongates the shift. And I, 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 I don't agree with you popping it out of, of a tow haul and, and letting it go to fifth. What what you want to do is you want to avoid the hunting. 
That's what you want to do because that's where the fuel is going to get overheated. And and so whatever you have to do, you've got a red line. That engine will handle the red line. Tuck yourself underneath that red line, 500, 1,000 RPM. Find the gear you like and climb that hill. Heck, set the cruise control and let it climb the hill. I don't want it to shift. And if you like fifth gear, then just bring your RPMs up to fifth gear and just go ahead and pull. But if you're close to on the floor and then all of a sudden it shifts down to fourth, then you should have been in fourth anyway. Yep. So right. that that's how I would do it. I, yeah. I you're, The problem you're going to have is you're going to overheat that transmission if you let it hunt. And with the kind of load you're carrying, that's going to be devastating. So yeah. I, I'd continue to smell the fluid. I'd watch my transmission. Transmission. I got it. Transmission. Transmission yeah. temperature. <laughs> And that's what I do. But anyway, yeah. Keith, thank you very much. Thank you very much. i got to get to Larry. Larry, good morning. How are you today? Hi, good morning. Uh, I've got an 89 uh, Honda Prelude, and the uh, odometer and speedometer quit working. And uh, what's involved, or is the odometer repairable? Or Well, I, I don't know if it's electronic or not. I think it's a cable. Right, right. it's not electronic. It's okay. the older style. Is the cable spinning? Uh, I I don't know. Okay. Well, that's the first thing uh, I I think is a diagnostic thing I'd want to do is is I'd want to get underneath the dash there and just disconnect the cable and get it up on a hoist and spin them front tires and see if the cable's moving. Then I'd put my fingers on the cable, and if I could stop the cable from moving, then obviously there's a defect somewhere in the cable because I should not be able to stop it with my fingers at 10 or 15 miles an hour. But if you if you find out that the cable is working... Um, then this, the head's going to be bad, and you've got two choices. You can go to Junkyard and get another one, uh, or you can go over to Dick's Speedo and Tack, which is uh, 7th Street north of Indian School. And he's been around since Jesus was a baby, and uh, he knows those kinds of cars, and he knows all that kind of stuff. And if he can't fix it, he'll tell you what to do and where to go. But uh, that's who I send my speedometer work to. Okay, an odometer also? Yes, he'll do both. He'll I, do both. And and if you buy a used one, what you have to do is is you have to put a tag on the door that says I changed, you know, the mileage at the change was 79 and the new mileage was 62. And that's what you're going to do is you're going to put some kind of a long-lasting tag on the door to tell you that difference. So when you go to sell it, then the people will know what the mileage is. So that's all you have to do. I see. All right. Are real good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And the lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Nobody likes to be in debt, and that's why it's usually not wise to borrow money. But if your air conditioner calls it quits in the middle of summer and you don't have cash on hand, what are you going to do? Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to give you the best solution to a difficult problem because sometimes we have to make tough choices in life with money issues and we need all the help we can get. Because Benefit Air is a train comfort specialist dealer, we have access to financing terms that other dealers can't even come close to. What if you could get a brand new train system complete with a full 10-year parts and labor warranty for a low monthly payment? And what if a large portion of that monthly payment would be offset by the savings in your energy bill? And what if the energy savings over the life of the system was actually equal to or more than the cost of the system? At Benefit, we want to help you out of a tight spot by offering payment options that are affordable while providing you with a wise investment that can save you money for years to come. Call Benefit today to find out more about the financing options for a new high-quality train system that you can afford. 602-840-9229 or visit us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. 
It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour. And we're going to talk about Air Park Auto Service, and then we got callers. Air Park Auto Service is up in Scottsdale at the Air Park. They're located on Raintree just east of Hayden, and Raintree is four or five blocks south of Frank Lloyd Wright, which is really Bell Road. Air Park Auto started in 1985. Nadine and Stacy were friends of myself and my wife, Renee, and we all opened about the same time. Stacy died a few years ago, and Nadine's still running the store. And I, I want to tell you, um, she knows right from wrong, she knows cars, and she knows enough to look at a technician in the eye and say, maybe you want to rethink that. So you have a friend at Air Park Auto, and Nadine and her staff are going to treat you fairly. So if you live in North Scottsdale, it's the only North Scottsdale facility that's on my list of the best car repair shops in the Valley. Let's go to the phones. David, you're up first. Hey, good morning. How about a question of swapping from a gas motor to a diesel? Hmm. Um, we can ha- handle that for you real quick. That's a really bad idea. <laughs> very expensive. Very expensive. Very, very expensive. You have to change everything. And you have to change the transmission because you're not going to put a gas transmission behind a diesel. You, ha- you have to change the fuel system. You have to change the cooling system. You have to change the air conditioning system. And it's not as easy as buying a car like yours or a truck like yours, and then you buy a junkyard car and you put them side by side and you put them together. It's not that easy. So I want to tell you that we started doing the V8 diesel and the GM cars way back in the late 70s and early 80s, and we did two of those, and I've regretted it ever since because I've never lost so much money in my life. 
So we took out the 350, and then we did the other way around, too, because the Oldsmobile had that 350 diesel, that V8 diesel, and then we take that out and put gas in there. It was just a miserable thing. So, so David, I, I would avoid that um, no matter what. Yeah, because Cummins has come out with that new four-cylinder retrofit uh, diesel. I understand, but you're going to be part of their research and development by trying to convert that because it's going to take three or four years for everybody to understand how that conversion needs to happen. And not only that, it's an economic issue. You've got to buy a whole bunch of stuff to make that conversion. So both of us are still shaking our head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. It's okay. It was a question. Okay. Thank you, David. Thank you very much. Charlie, you're up next. How can we help you? Um, let's see, what do we got? I got a 95 F-250 with a 7.3 turbo. Okay. I got an oil leak, uh, that down where the dipstick goes into the pan. I've heard there's a part that, uh, is available and it's supposed to correct all that. Is that, is that, is that correct? That is correct. You're actually talking to the, uh, people that make it. So, uh, oh. there, there, there is a dipstick adapter available for that motor. Uh, it does not require engine removal. Uh, it's really a pretty slick setup. I'd encourage you to go to strictlydiesel.com and, and check it out. How much is it? Uh, yeah, how much is it? It's a lot cheaper than three grand, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, the price escapes me at the moment, but if you go to, to the website, they're, they're definitely on there. Type in adapter in the search field, and it'll pop up for you. Okay, now is that a, is that a definite fix? So if it goes on there, it's not going to have that leak anymore. Correct, correct. This, this adapter will replace what's there currently. Um, uh-huh. and, and the good news about our adapter is it is serviceable. It does have replacement O-rings if you ever need to in the future have a leak. But, yes, we we've, we sell hundreds of these by the week, okay. believe it or not, and, and they fix every one of them. So as long as your leak is at the dipstick where it goes into the pan, yes, it will fix that. And, and 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 something else too. I I, I would I would trust his judgment. But that seven three, the guys with the seven three can almost sell those trucks for as much as they paid for them mm-hmm. way back when. Absolutely. And 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 so if I if both of us would give you advice, you ought to hang on to that monster because They're Ford's not yeah Ford's not made a monster like that in a long time. But um, for 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 what it's worth, the silicone is drying up on these trucks, so they are starting to leak from the pan where it meets the block. So take that oh. as advice, too. So it does require engine removal at that point. But, uh, yeah, the dipstick adapter does fix that leak currently. All right. Thank you very much. Right. Good you enough, Charlie. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Steve, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi. I've got the same engine, uh, only in a 2001 F-250 short bed that I pulled 12,000 pounds with. That's not all I used the truck for. A um, little bit tired of two things. One, uh, climbing the... Uh, Boogie on rim, uh, about 42, 45 miles an hour max is all I can pull. I have standard exhaust on it. Okay. And two, uh, it happened once, going into a little town in Colorado where I could not stop the damn thing. Uh, I finally did get it stopped, obviously, but uh, it scared the dickens out of everybody. I've got aftermarket brakes, slotted uh, Power Master, I believe they are. Since then, I've obviously taken very easy. But the two okay. questions are, one, what can I do that one thing to increase the power, and two, to stop the film again? Okay, uh, hold on. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to change his question. Okay? Right? I'm going to change his question. Knowing what I'm hauling and what I'm driving, give me the range, c- climbing up the rim. We're at 6% grade, so we're either from Rye to Payson, from Payson to Heber, either way. 
Yeah. What speed would you expect him to be? What parameters would you expect him to be? What speed? Yeah, between 45 and 60. That, and I agree with that. Yeah. And with yeah. nothing on it, with no performance modifications on it, 45 is a proud number. That's okay. that, And you're hauling 12,000 pounds, you said. Yes. Okay. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's up there for, uh, for that truck. Yeah, that's right at the limit of 20,000 pounds uh, combined. Yeah. Steve, how long has it been since you've had the truck looked at by someone who knows that motor? Uh, quite a while. Okay. I, I had uh, I had a short in the injector harness uh, up in uh, Montana that was repaired at a Ford dealership. But uh, I guess they were the last people who looked at it. They were just fixing it, as far as I know. Okay, what are you thinking? Well, before you do any kind of performance upgrades on that truck, just because of the age of the vehicle, I'd recommend you get it checked out by us or someone who knows that motor. Uh, you'd be surprised how much we improve the performance by, hey, oh, by the way, you got an exhaust leak, or hey, you got a boost leak, and you don't know it, you know. Okay. Um, obviously, we improve speed up the mountain at that point. We improve towing. We improve everything. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have that truck professionally looked at first uh, before you before I even recommend performance add-ons because you shoot yourself in the foot and then try and run why you know that that'd be what we'd be doing as far as the truck not stopping that's that's curious to me um between power steering pump and that hydro boost assembly um, uh -huh. if, if that's the same age as the truck you, you may want to get those two items looked at for sure um and they shouldn't be leaking neither yeah, one of them should be leaking yeah, shouldn't be leaking uh you'd be surprised what we can do with the power steering flush just to free up debris and what have you in both those areas okay uh, and then maybe even for what it's worth, if you've had the brake system bled, uh, uh, brake fluid. No, I, I bled them when I put the new brakes on. I put them all around. Okay. I rebuilt, okay. rebuilt the cylinders. Uh, but it, the way it acts now when it breaks, as I've been driving it recently without any load, uh, it, it seems to be squirrely. If I hit the brakes slightly hard, it wants to go left and right. Okay, well, it, it, and the brakes left and right, then it, it's a caliper issue. And so more than likely, you're going to have abnormal wear on the two pads on, the, on one side or the other. And the outside pad is a hardware problem. The inside pad is a caliper problem. So um, I got to okay. move on, but I agree with you 100% about that power steering flush. But you have to understand that we're using the power steering pump to give you power brakes. If you didn't have power brakes, then it's going to be the fan belt, the pump, or the hydro boost. Yes? Uh, yep. and, and I like the idea of not spending a, a thousands of dollars on modifications if you can f fix turbo leaks and intake leaks and all that kind of stuff first. He's likely to get more out of that, and it's a more permanent. Right. But if you don't have it, then the modifications, just give them the menu. We, we can help you all the way around, but, yeah, let's get that truck looked at first to make sure we're pointing you in the right direction. All righty, we're going to go to Mark now. Mark, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Question about a 2012 Acadia. Okay. Just had the oil and filter change today at the dealership, and they're telling me my Acadia with 83,000 miles has excess, excessively dirty brake fluid, and they recommended a uh, change for 129 bucks. Okay. Your thoughts? Um, if your brake fluid looks like coffee, not tea, but <laughs> coffee. Okay. First of all, there's a scientific way for us to test your brake fluid, and we're looking for moisture content. 
So it's pretty simple if you have the right equipment, which costs, what, $30, a hydrometer? Yeah. So, you know, you go to somebody and you say, hey, the limit's um, three and you're at, you know, 17. We need to change it. But everybody else is using their eyeballs. So here's the bad news. Even after you flush it, within a month after you flush it, as we circulate the fluid, it's going to pick up some of the trash and the calipers all the way around, and it's going to still have a tea color. So the customer goes back and says, you didn't do a good job. And the shop says, yes, I did. I promise. And they said, well, why does it look like it does now? And it looked like that before. That's exactly why I draw the line between tea and coffee. If it looks like coffee, I agree with them. And that is a fair price. If it looks like tea, I'd probably pass. Excellent. Thank you. All right. You betcha. And let's go to Raphael. Raphael, good morning to you. How can I help you? Yeah, thank you much for taking my call. i got a kind of a... I'm kind of desperate for good uh, car advice. I have a, a 96 Mitsubishi 3000 GT at uh, standard transmission with front-wheel drive. I took it to the transmission shop uh, for a problem. They told me the front seal leaked onto the clutch, which took it out. And uh, after three weeks, I got it back. And uh, after driving it for a few days, it died on me totally. Uh, no gears or nothing. So I paid for towing back to the shop. They told me the uh, rear motor mount was bad, which... When the engine lifted up, it pulled out the splines a little bit, and so I, therefore it wouldn't move. Uh, so I had that all done, and uh, again, after driving it a few more days, uh, the same thing happened where uh, I got no more gears. So they're, I'm getting ready to take it back Monday again, and I'm wondering what uh, should I expect from them? Uh, should I pay for towing? Does uh, this fall on them? Well you got to figure out what's the matter with it, but have you ever heard of a rear motor mount breaking and pulling the the, the axle out of the spline? That doesn't... Ne, neither one of us knows... I mean, you're, is it a front-wheel drive? Yes. Okay. So we've never heard that happen. If the bell housing is attached to the back of the motor, then there's nothing spline to come out of it. Now, if the axle comes out of the transaxle, but that's going to cause such a noise that you would have heard that. And it's, the tire is connected to the axle, so if it comes out of the out of the transaxle, it's going to whip that axle around. It's going to make a heck of a noise. So I don't know. The motor mounts just don't go bad either. So for what yeah. that's worth, it, it had to have been going bad when they had it out the first time. Yeah, and, and that's another question: Why? I think I think maybe you have somebody else look at it first. A look like that may cost you less than fifty dollars, but I would have somebody else look at it first. What part of town are you in? Uh, I'm in Glendale. Okay. Um, why don't you take it by uh, Mike's Auto Tech? Mike's Auto Tech's at uh, 67th Avenue South and Northern. Um, oh, are you okay. close to the I-17? No, I'm uh, pretty close to what you just said. Okay. Take Mike's Auto Tech, I'd have him look at it and see what he says. Just tell him. I just want you to look at it. I've got an issue with another shop. Tell me what's going on right now. What you're telling us doesn't make a lot of sense, but we're only hearing your side of the story, so that's the best I can do. Anybody else that wants to continue this conversation, mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. And I want to tell you something, Nate, that I ran into. There's been a lot of General Motors dealerships that are telling their customers that there's a special oil they must use called Dexos. And this Dexos is only available at the dealer, and you can't get it anywhere else. Folks, none of that is true. Dexos is a line in the sand, and the Chevron oil I pour and many of the Valvolines and the Castrolas and the Unions all are Dexos certified, so they have met the, lim the, the requirement of Dexos. So we've marked all of our oils 
and like most other shops, they're doing the same thing. So when you're told that you have to return to the dealership for an oil change because no one else has Dexos, and Dexos is a GM um, proprietary name, the only thing that's true in that is is Dexos does belong to General Motors. But the certification has been sold as long as you pass the certification. Everybody else has got it on their bottles. So I, you wouldn't be dealing with that at all, but uh, yeah, but we deal with that a lot. Yeah. Nate's from Strictly Diesel. He's up on Deer Valley and 7th Avenue. If you have a Ford, Chevy, or Dodge, Nate does all the work. He does modifications, maintenance, service, um, gas tanks, uh, exhaust, cold air kits. Help me out here. Oh, yeah. You, 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 you need something done to your truck, come see us. We can probably handle it. And and so bumper to bumper, top to bottom. Yeah. That's really what it is, bumper yep. to bumper and top to bottom. Yep. So it's a good place. I'll see you next week right here on 960. I'm Mark Salem. And, again, my email is mark at marksalem.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.